0: Welcome to Oral Phonic, episode 19, a podcast about Podfic. Today's topic is GarageBand. We'll be talking about our own personal experiences with it and tips and tricks from some of our listeners. I'm Jenna Pod, and I'm here with... Diodificus. Hello. Hello, everyone. Um, First, we have a little bit of news. If you are in America or you'd like to go to America... Podcation, which is an informal gathering of podfic creators and listeners, is happening in Minneapolis on October 22nd and 23rd of 2016. So it's coming up, and they are currently accepting RSVPs. So you can do that. Basically, you just put down $5, and I guess they save your place. All the information is on the Dreamwith, which we will link to. And we had a bit of news from Hannah Nobira from Dallas.
1: I was in New York a couple months ago, and they had a monthly fandom brunch where fangirls of all fandoms got together and ate brunch mm-hmm. and talked about fic and podfic, and it was awesome. I'm trying to start one for the Dallas-Fort Worth area and trying to drum up interest. So there is a Twitter. at It's at DFWFanBrunch, and there's a Tumblr, also DFWFanBrunch.tumblr.com, and a Dreamwidth also surprisingly, shockingly <laughs> called dfwfanbrunch.dreamwith.org. If you want to follow and RSVP and come out, we would love to have you. Like I said, irrespective of fandom, how you engage with fandom, we just want to meet other people that are fanish in our area and eat yummy food. So hope to see you there. Love it. Um, and we had a couple other
0: pieces of news. Dodie, what's next?
2: we do as most of you should be aware there's some trouble at the Audiofic archive mm-hmm. um, they were planning on moving to a new server in April I think it was um, and they ran into a bit of trouble then so none of the files have been available for download I I know I noticed it because I that's the only place my files are uploaded so I keep getting. Um, yeah, comments saying, the link's broken. Please give some more. Um, so, yeah, the last post that I can see at Amplificathon was from May 4th, and it's just saying that they're still in the process of, of trying to change servers and they may have lost some files. Yeah, at the moment, the audio archive is still down. So, make sure your work is backed up somewhere else.
0: Yeah. And yeah. That's a real shame, especially since Lindsay isn't accepting new people at the moment either. You'll have to re upload it. I mean, you must have tons of Podfic.
2: Oh my God. And that's a job. I don't don't even have all of it. I've made a um, spreadsheet for people on Twitter to upload stuff that they've got, and that still only is, you
3: know,
0: a third of it. Oh, wow. That. Oh, that's really a shame. Okay, we'll call out to anyone listening here who has anecdotes or potfix. She is making a spreadsheet and you can find that via her Twitter. Oh dear. Uh, look, we'll put a link in uh, there. <laughs> yeah, we do. We'll put a link in our in our um, pinboard. Yes, and thank you. Thank you, Jen. <laughs> also, Potfix Big Bang, which is still ongoing, is currently accepting art requests. So if you want to be involved in that, Art requests are due June 17th. That's all the news we've got. So I guess that means it's on to talkbacks. Yes. We've got
2: a talkback from Caravon. I hope I said that right. I have a history of saying people's names wrong. <laughs> um, yeah, so she's given a talkback to the Avengers episode. Mm-hmm. She was just mm-hmm. um, had a few things to say about getting wrecked.
3: Hey, this is Curavon leaving a talk back for episode number 18, Avengers. First, I wanted to say how excited I was about you guys recommending three different things I recorded in your episode. Thanks for that. I really appreciate it, particularly since Avengers was my entry into podficking, and I've learned a lot since then, so thanks. Of course, my entire experience in podficking only is three and a half years long, so I still have a lot to learn. Thanks again for all the work you guys put in on this series. I love listening.
2: Uh, She also had something to say about the Audacity
3: episode. I was thrilled with all your new Audacity tricks that you listed out in episode 15. However, um, when the listener asked about incorporating music into your PodPic, you forgot to mention the envelope tool, so I thought I might. I find this tool particularly useful when you want music running in the background of your recording but not overpowering it. You can't just record the music simultaneously with the dialogue because then your editing process leaves gaps and jumps so that's where the envelope is useful. First, like you mentioned, you put the music on a second track beneath the audio recording and move it to where you want it with the time shift tool. Then select the envelope tool, which is the two triangles with the blue line between them, and then click on the music audio track. Every time you click on it thereafter, you create a control point that sets the amplitude of the track at that position, and you can click on those points and shift them up or down to make the thing louder or less loud after you've previewed it. This way, you can increase or decrease the volume of your music either rapidly, gently, sharply, or gradually, however you want. Clicking on a previously created control point and dragging it outside the track erases it, in case you don't like the way it sounds at all. Sometimes you make enough amplitude changes that they start messing up the previous ones, especially if you're trying to do it for an entire block of music. The best thing to do in that case is save the file so that you have a backup, get the first part exactly the way you want it, and then render it your current track disappears, and a new track then appears at the bottom of your recording with the changes that you've made already made permanent, so it's a clean track. You can then continue your sound modifications without worrying about messing up what you've already done. Anyway, I thought that might be something your listener could use, and if not, it's still a useful tool to keep in mind. Also, I hope you don't mind that I used your theme music for my examples because it just seemed the most appropriate. Okay, so that's, I, I mean, we don't use Audacity. We are here
0: on the GarageBand episode, so I almost don't want to play that talk. But um, <laughs> but, um, but that actually sounded very cool. Yeah. If if slightly more complicated than the way I would do the same thing <laughs> in GarageBand, but we can talk about that a little later. It's nice to hear her excited about being wrecked. I always wonder if the people we wreck listen, you know, because there's not necessarily a crossover between all these makers that we love mm. and the people who are listening to us. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's kind of this cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hi, guys. Hi. We love you. Um, it's kind of a cool <laughs> cyclical thing. Like they're they're making a podfic because they love this, this fan work and then we are listening to it and loving it and telling them we like it. And then she's saying in return, hey, it's exciting. right?" It's just like this. this and now we're talking about on the Internet.: that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it may have gotten out of control. But, you know. So we're ready for the main event. <laughs> that sounds exciting, right? It sounds more exciting than I think it's going to be, but yes. <laughs> All right, so
2: uh, we Jen was uh, having a bit of a panic attack for a week before we recorded this episode. She was no. afraid that we weren't knowledgeable enough for Band, so we decided to put our little feelers out and, and get some tips and tricks from our listeners. We were lucky enough to have an interview with X-Man Hater, who we love. As a pod figure, so mm-hmm. it's very cool to listen to her real-life voice. Okay, so this is Dodificus with X-Man Hato, who has been nice enough to join us for a little mini-interview about her mad garage band skills. Hello. Hello. I don't know that I would call them mad, but <laughs> they are skills, so. Definitely skills. I've listened to your pod figure, as you know, from from a couple of episodes ago. I'm a
4: big fan. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>
2: So, yeah, what what did you want to talk to us about?
4: Um, let's see. I think the most useful things about GarageBand, what makes me keep using it and what made me really, really happy that I got to keep the old version of GarageBand when I bought a new Mac mm-hmm. <laughs> is the um, ability to – sorry, I'm creating a sample pod fig right now so I can go in and cool. know what I'm talking about. Yep. So um, – you can set various filters on your voice mm-hmm. and they have really excellent ones under the podcasting section of the old version of GarageBand. Um, one of them is um, female narrator noisy. Yeah. And that pretty much combined with my microphone means that unless there is somebody directly walking or talking in the room, or there's like a jumbo jet flying really close to my house, um, you can't hear background noise. Like my cats can be running around upstairs, but the phone not get up, which is kind of a miracle. Yeah, I, I, I love the,
2: the presets that you can choose from. Yeah.
4: So that's the main thing that helps me. Um, the other thing is just the ability to really easily see multiple tracks mm-hmm. on the top half of the screen. So you can... I don't do this when I'm, when I'm recording for myself, I just start one track and that's it for the entire podfic. I don't usually stop recording at all unless I'm um, stopping for the day kind of a deal. Yeah. Um, I just let it go one long thing. But when you're doing multiple voices and you have multiple voices to sort of like interweave, exactly, um, yeah. it's really, really useful. You can see them all on the top half of the screen, but the bottom half of your screen still gives you the detailed waveform of whatever you're currently working on.
2: I think it's um it's good for if you're doing any kind of sound effect or music or anything, the different tracks. Because it's yeah. it's easier
4: for me anyway to to blend it in. You can you can do the music really easily and you can you can alter the um the um you can volume al- of every track. Yes. So
2: and you can also um I don't know how to describe it. You can set one track as like the. The master sort of. Yeah. Like the the strong track and one track is a weak track, I guess. So that one comes out louder than the other one. Generally, if they're both
4: playing at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. You can set which one is the main one. Yeah. GarageBand has a lot of reset sound effects that Mm -hmm. you can use. I don't play around with it that much, but it does make it really easy to add those things. Like, jingles or some cell phone noises that kind of thing so you don't have to make them up yourself if
2: you don't want to yeah there's a lot to
4: play around with yeah if you love if you love gadgets and you love figuring out how a new thing works GarageBand is really great because it's fairly intuitive and it has tons yeah if you're boring like me then you will just find what works and then never change (laughs) Yeah, same.
2: <laughs> hey, it works.
4: It works.
2: Why? Why? Why try something new?
1: <laughs> so oh gosh, <laughs>
2: I, I hear a lot about the new Garage Band. I didn't know there was a new Garage Band until this week when we started planning for the episode.
4: Oh my gosh, you missed all the drama.
2: There was dr- there was Garage Band <laughs> drama.
4: Well, it, when they first did it, um, I believe that they've since fixed a lot of the issues. But when they first did, I forget which version it was, it was a few years ago, they removed the podcasting option. Oh, why? So a lot of, a lot of and, you know, they're like, use it for music. That's what we want you to use it for, because Apple knows everything about your life, <laughs> besides what's best for you. <laughs> uh, so and it also made it difficult to export files that were longer than an hour, um, um... I think. People couldn't do that at all for a little while. Yeah. So I think a lot of the major things have been fixed, but I'm just like, don't want to risk it. Where I am. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I think they make you pay for it now unless you're getting a new machine. Like the last couple of times, like six years ago when I tried to upgrade, (laughs) um, they wanted me to pay. And I was like, I'm not paying, it works fine. Yeah, exactly. I was really grateful for that. Yeah. It changed. (laughs)
2: Oh, Apple. They always have such dramas when they try to upgrade or change their stuff.
4: Oh, gosh. Don't even get me started on iTunes. iTunes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's like they think they're in like a BDSM relationship with their users, but <laughs> it's totally non-con. <laughs>
4: But yeah, they didn't do the proper like prep work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they don't actually know what my limits are. <laughs> exactly. They're not
2: listening to our safe word. <laughs> All right, cool. Thanks. Thanks for talking. Thanks for giving us your tips. Um, yeah. Hope to talk to you again one day on the episodes.
4: Totally. I'm up to guest star whenever. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So I, I agree with, with a lot of what she said. I think I, I'm now wondering if many of us who are podficking in band are using some of the similar settings just because they're the most obvious ones or because or they're the best, I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. Or maybe we just feed off each other. But I use that same noisy female narrator. Um, and See, I've actually created my own. Oh, you're better. I use, I use that for
2: ages. Uh, And then, I don't know, I guess I was bored one day and I was just mucking around. Uh So if you go into that same area, which is um, under information or the little eye Mm -hmm. eye down the bottom, uh, and then I went into podcasting and then I think I just, you know, picked one and then how there's a little edit tab up the top, you can go in and change the settings so I just mucked around with that until I liked the sound of it and then saved the instrument and named it Podfic, and that's the one I use. Mm,
0: that's quite cool. Maybe I should do some experimentation. I don't know <laughs> if
2: it made it sound any better, but I just, you know, <laughs> I, I gave it a go one day and it felt very, you know, high tech.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're making an effort. Other than, I'm like, well, I use the <laughs> preset. <laughs> I mean, I, I suppose I was kind of operating on it. If it isn't broke, can don't yeah. fix it kind of thing. But, um, but I think there's certainly scope for crafting it, particularly to your voice. Yes, um, and your your location as well. Exactly. Yeah. And most of us, I think, record in the same spot generally. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah.
2: And the, you can like you can record under one thing, and then if you don't like the sound of it. You can you can change it.
0: Uh-huh,
2: uh-huh. You, yeah, you can. So say I'm, I'm I recorded under female narrator, noisy, and I listen to it and I think mm, maybe that wasn't the best for today. You can go back in and change it to to male narrator. Yeah, <laughs> and press and it will change the sound. Yeah,
0: you it. literally just, it's basically putting a filter over the top of it. So you basically click on the track and then choose whichever you want you want it to be. So I often just open with the preset tracks, just go recording. And then after the fact, go and click it, you know? Yeah. And I think, I mean, I'm looking at the editing, you, the options they have for messing around with are a noise gate, which is one of the things that got talked about in the audacity episode, the bass reduction, um, a general compressor for sound, and then speech enhancer, which I'm not quite sure what that, what that's going to be, but they all have little slider tracks where you can, um, well, some of them have slider tracks and some of them are in on-off yes. situation. sorry, um, where you can mess around with rates and everything. And then there's echo and reverb on the bottom as well. So so there's a lot there that you could, you know, craft exactly to your voice and location and everything, which is nice. And certainly, like, what you've done, I mean, once you set it, you set it, and then it is as easy as using a preset, mm-hmm. only you feel cooler, potentially. <laughs> Are you smug about your yeah. pod fic, Um I, I am. Yeah.
2: I, I, I... <laughs> <laughs> Good. So, sadly, I am. <laughs>
0: um, so we actually did ask Twitter, beyond just asking for the interviews, and I, I'm just going to read this because Dodie has actually bothered to put it in the document. It says, and <laughs> Natsuno asked via Twitter, I'm afraid of GarageBand. How do I sue it? <laughs> which I mean okay
2: and obviously she, she meant use it yeah. but it, you know <laughs> I think in her heart she meant sew it. <laughs>
0: Yeah. so I
2: think what there seems to I be know. a really kind of passionate audacity versus garage band you know fandom I think
0: yeah and this is really interesting <laughs> I mean I think maybe what we want to do is talk about our own you know, our own usage of it, but also just like go really basic for like how if you if you haven't looked at GarageBand and you're looking at it, what are you seeing? But I would say the reason mm-hmm. I started using GarageBand is two reasons. Number one, I had a Mac and it was on it. So it already mm-hmm. existed. But also I used to do video editing and it looks to me very similar to a video editor. Right. Um, wow. So... You know, because it's because it's just bubbles of sound in the same way that you would have bubbles of video. And it's very easy to manipulate to just drag and click and drop and split the tracks and join them and yeah. things like that, all of which yeah. we can talk about. Um, but for that reason, visually, it appeals to me more than Audacity does, which I find a bit overwhelming. And also, I'm not sure, you know, it makes a lot of tracks and I'm not sure where they're going. And can you, I don't even know if you can like move a track up to like recombine and things like that. Although I assume you can. <laughs>
2: I I agree. To me, GarageBand if somebody is starting out, yeah, is going to be the easiest thing because you literally open it, hit record and start speaking. Yeah. Anything else is just jam.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like you you can sit down and make that podcast just by doing that. Um you you wouldn't even have to edit anything and then just export it and you're done. Um Yeah. It also has quite a lot of scope for Messing around with things, but you don't need to do that if you don't yes. want to. And it, as we said, it has yes. presets and everything. So, so I would say, you know, you're opening GarageBand, you're making a new project, save, you know, click on. And we are talking, I would say, about the old GarageBand because yes. neither of us yes. has bought. You have yes. to pay for the new one, um, and we will have something about the new one a little later on with Hannah Nobira. But so yeah, you're you're opening it, you're making a new. A new project, you're choosing podcast, um, you're then going in and clicking whichever narrator you want. It immediately gives you you three tracks, but you can very easily, if you're confused by that or if you don't want to see them, you can select them just by clicking on them and you can literally hit delete, you know, Apple delete and one's going to go away. And you can delete anything by just clicking on it and doing Apple delete. So any bit of audio or effects you've put in that you don't like, you just get rid of it.
2: Yeah. So if you want to get a bit fancier. Yeah. So, well, let's let's take our episode for an example. Um, not that it's that fancy, <laughs> but we do put music in the beginning and the
4: end. <laughs> sure, sure.
0: And, you know, if you're doing potfick, quite likely you're going to do music or you're going to do sound effects of some kind, you know, a lot of people do nowadays generally if i'm going to do any kind of sound effect music anything or multiple voices like we're doing our when we record our podcast we split the recording you know so different people so if people talk over each other you can drag and drop in things so they don't it's not as confusing um but you can do it for music or whatever is just make as many tracks as you want and you can have i don't even know if there's a limit on how many tracks i've had quite a lot and you can just scroll down. Yeah,
2: I I think I've done quite a few as well for a couple of things that I've done. So, yeah,
0: I think it's pretty flexible in that sense. It's really nice um, for a multi-voice project because all it is is it's a bunch of tracks and there's going to be a bubble representing each piece of audio. And you can just scroll down and whatever's going down on the line is happening at the same time. So the thing you most have to worry about is make sure whatever you're dragging is the thing you want to be, you know, sometimes you can select multiple things at the same time by just dragging, you know, the same way you would a folder or whatever, by dragging around the entire thing. But just be careful not to accidentally delete extra tracks or move tracks where you don't want them because you've selected more than one thing.
2: And I don't know how Audacity does it, but you can also do the whole... um, show master track in this, which yeah. is just I think you go up to track up the top and, and show master track, and that lets you fiddle around with the volume. Uh-huh. Um, so you can, when you have music or any kind of sound effect or anything like that, you can decide how loud it's going to be, I guess, and if it's going to kind of fade in or out.
0: You can also get to that on any track by pressing the little down arrow to the right of the track. I mean, you can get to the, the volume for any individual track by. just Yeah, to do just a single yeah, track. Yes. A single track. Yeah. yeah. So you can either do the master volume and work with the whole thing, or you can do a single track. Like, say, if you, if you're just messing with the music and you don't want it to affect your vocals. Um, and the, all of them will bring up a little line that's set at zero DB and then you can just. You you make points.
2: Just create little dots from where you want to start to where you want to end and then
0: drag up and down the volume. Yeah, so you can make little peaks you and valleys can, yeah. or fade or whatever. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's fair. I think that's fairly, like, when you see it, it, it makes sense. It's just, you know, it's just a little lowering or raising. The thing that I don't like about it is that it stays in place on the the grid itself, whereas you can move the audio.
2: See the way that I edit, I've never had a problem with that because uh, I'll I'll yeah. put the whole thing together because you know I'm editing as I go, yeah, and then course. I'll go yeah.
0: fiddle with with sound effects and and fading in, yeah. in and out. So. Yeah, know that makes sense. So yeah. I so what I tend to do is I just get everything in place before yeah. I start thinking about volume, and then I do yeah. the volume last because otherwise all you have to do is change one little thing and drag things half an inch over and boom, you've got to completely redo your fade or whatever because it doesn't – if somebody knows how to do this, that would be great. But I really think it's, <laughs> I, I really think it's the program. Like I don't, I don't think there's a way you can do it because I have searched before. Um, and it makes sense because that doesn't – there's no way to move that line from side to side. It exists in a static place, so – um, but other than that, it's a you know it's a good feature, it's very easy to use. And you can also mute tracks, um, which I do quite often when I'm working on one or the other or I'm recording more or yeah. something like that. It's very simple to do. You can turn just, just the entire track up or the entire track down. So there's also, as well as the like very precise minute-by-minute minute volume, there is just a fader up and down for each track. So you can, if one is particularly low, you can raise. Yeah etc.
2: It's also, because this is an Apple thing, it's all integrated. Mm
0: -hmm. So it's it's really easy. There's a little button down the bottom that has kind of like musical... It's got like a music note and a film. And basically, it pulls anything that's on your computer that fits those categories.
2: Yeah, so you can go in and, and say, oh, I've got a song that I want to put in. I click on audio, it takes it, it literally brings up my whole iTunes catalog, and I can just click and drag the song that I want into, into one of those tracks.
0: Yeah, which is really nice and easy. And then you can mute every other track and cut the bit of the piece of the music that you want, delete the rest, you know. Um, actually, let's talk exactly. about cutting and yeah. now, obviously. Dodie and I edit differently, so we're gonna have a slight. Um, but the basic thing is, wherever your there's a little red line that that's your kind of cursor. Wherever that's sitting is where something's gonna happen. So if you press the space bar, it's gonna play. Um, if you do Control T, it cuts at that point. And there's also a menu control up top. Um, but it, it splits the track into at that point. Some
2: keyboard
0: shortcuts. Oh my God, I'm a short, I'm such a keyboard shortcut girl. (laughs) So if you want some others, if you press R, it starts to record. Spacebar starts and stops. Um, Either spacebar stops the recording, but it also starts to play or stops to play. Yeah. Um, And the screen is split into two pieces. Once you get rid of your little panel on the right that had the music and stuff, Um, the top bit shows you the multiple tracks the bottom bit shows you whichever track you're focusing on in a bigger more wavelengthy way so that you can and you can also expand these or contract them so if you want to really look at you know 5 seconds of it in great detail you can pull that <laughs> out so that it's um you know so that if you're pataka you can find some breath <laughs> this, is, this is I guarantee that's what she does um or If you want to just like, I I have a tendency to do my first edit as a visual edit where I just, I do clicks while I'm recording for mistakes. So I just put it small and look for all the really tall valleys, find a valley, stretch it out, get rid of that one, you know? So it's, it's malleable in that way, which is nice. And that goes for the top and the bottom viewpoints.
2: I mean, I, I look, I know this is really basic again, but I do find it really easy. You've got one track.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: You click on it. You, you know, track, uh, what is it, edit, split, um, keep playing until you reach the end of the part. You want to delete, edit, split, and then you just delete it and it's gone, and then you drag the two, you know, bits so they meet, you know, to take up that dead space, and that's that's it. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's that was a huge part of what confused me about Audacity the one time I tried it. Like, you'd press stop and there'd be, like, another track, so you'd end
0: up with
2: a million tracks, and I just didn't understand. It didn't fit the way that I...
0: I have a feeling that your type of recording would work much better on GarageBand because that reason, if no other, because Audacity really lends itself to recording in one fell swoop. And even though I record in well one fell swoop, I do tend to start and stop a lot. Um, yeah, as I'm checking stuff or whatever, you know. But even beyond that, I like, I just like the the visibility of of what I'm doing. And so, I, I mean, I, you would record and then stop. And I'm assuming you're looking at the the waveform to see where the beginning of the sentence where you messed up was. You're clicking in that point and then you're re-recording or what? I don't use the waveform
2: the way that you guys do. i I don't know if it's there but I don't look at it. Um I'll record, I'll make a mistake, I'll kind of bring the cursor back a couple of seconds to to kind of press play to see you know where I can where the end of the last perfect sentence was and press uh-huh. stop and then just oh, okay. start recording. Oh, yeah. The so so, waveform. People are like, yeah, you know, I can tell what I've said and when I make mistakes,
0: I'm just so, like, okay. <laughs> so, I, I mean, that's really interesting because, and some of this is like it speeds up what, you know, my process is going to be slower by virtue of coming back to it, right? Um, yeah. So this is a way, one of the, so some of the visual waveform stuff speeds up what is a slow process, I guess. So maybe you don't need that because yours already is a faster process. Yeah. But, like. If I have the first edit that I do, I don't really even listen to anything at all. I trust in the fact that when I recorded it, I did these snaps or whatever, and I find a big snap and I zoom in on that section. And then I just look for the repeated waveform because I can tell when oh I... S- yeah, you can tell the beginning of the sentence. It looks... It's the crap! No, it looks the same. And then you just, you make a cut and then you just drag it back over the other one. So it starts at exactly the same point. And sometimes I click and... Press to to make sure it's the same word if it looks a little different to me or something. But so often I don't even listen to it. Um, and that really speeds up that part of the editing process. I'm not saying it's never messed up. Like sometimes when I listen later, there's a skip sentence and I have to go back and grab that one, but it'll be one out of 30, you know? Like it won't be. Wow. Yeah, it's, so, it's such a useful thing to me. Um, and I don't know if that's, if I'm fairly, evidently I'm fairly consistent <laughs> in the way I speak, maybe. So if you weren't, maybe that wouldn't be as useful. But that's definitely my first pass technique. And then later on, I I do kind of do a full listen through and mark bits. But that's my biggest editing section is that, that yeah. first run right there. And that makes it so much faster because I can do something else while I'm doing it. I can watch TV or something because I'm not listening to it. I'm just doing a visual edit. Yeah. So in a way, that's kind of why I like it because the second the the ma- you know the kind of main thrust of editing isn't as like focus focus for i don't know is maybe that's weird tell us listeners what do you do
2: <laughs> do you find the um the vocal options very helpful like i'm just looking at what they are like um radio effect, megaphone no, I- like i i think that's one thing that really lets band down i don't think their sound effect options are that great
0: i'm not always as creative with sound effects i feel like i haven't really jumped onto that very well so and maybe part of it is that reason like those those ones aren't that great so you'd have to go looking you know i mean i know there's stuff online and get a little more adventurous yeah um but i haven't i you know i've kind of messed around with them in the beginning and thought eh. Yeah, same. The other thing that I find really nice, and I tend to make multiple versions of whatever project I'm working on because I'm really paranoid about, like, sometimes I make changes or screw something up, and then I want to go back to a previous version and just, I don't want to, like, have to backtrack all my steps. I just want to look at what it looked like a day ago. And so I just listen, you know, then I have saved a previous version. And part of that is because I tend to edit a bunch chopping and changing. And then I join them all together because I am really prone to that thing I was talking about earlier, which is just not, I'm going so fast that I'm not paying attention. And one of the things that I have done multiple times, because I'm like, quite frankly, an idiot, obviously, is when you, like, I will just chop, chop, delete, chop, chop, delete, you know, the bit in the middle that I don't need. Um, And if you, when you first do control T or the split with the menu, it very i think what it automatically does is it um it selects every single bit of the track previous to that small square, so if yeah. if you're scrolled over only looking at a small part, you can delete everything you've just edited and you'll only have the <laughs> same, <laughs> second and then you can merrily continue <laughs> on editing and not have that left hand side and. I, Like, it sounds ridiculous, but I've done this multiple times. So thus is part of the reason for my saving thing because it's my own little (laughs) stupidity. Um, And part of it is just because I go fast. Like, I just am impatient and I just kind of go through it. Um, But I don't like, I feel like what it decides to select at any given time can be quite unpredictable. Like, you can choose a track and you can select one piece of it, but then if you try to go down... If, as soon as you choose another track it's gonna select the whole thing so you know if you're trying to move stuff over you have to select the track you're going to and then click on the piece mm-hmm. and drag it in there's no good selecting the track that it's coming from because then when you try to select it it's gonna like it moves stuff weirdly so yeah I mean and th- that's just like a minor gripe of like I don't you know like if you're if you're kind of enmeshed in it you can but one of the things I because of that, what I do tend to do is because I, especially when I'm podcast editing, which makes so many cuts and multiple tracks, like you're always, you know, I, I'm, I'm continually doing a thing where we talk over each other. So I slice, <laughs> I slice later down in the track and drag those two pieces over so that they're still in sync with each other because I'm going to mm-hmm. move the bit where we talk over each other. I'm going to move that out of sync and I don't want it to affect the entire track if that makes sense. Um, so so one bit will be on kilter yeah. yeah. and the other ones will remain in sync. Um, and if you do that a lot, you run the risk of anything that you move, you might move, you know, like you've made a very specific decision of how those two link up, which is not the way they previously did. And if you do a lot of those, what I tend to do is then when I've done a bunch or at the end or whatever, I will join the tracks back together, which all you do is... Um, you just select a bunch of the little bubbles that are next to each other. And even if you have a space in between them because there's something on the track below that's happening you're in that space, it doesn't matter. You can select them all and then you just do um, edit, join, which is also Apple J. Um, And it will, it takes a minute, but it makes them one big bubble again. And that's kind of, I'm happy with this section. So I'm joining it again. I'm happy with all the edits I made. And that way you just don't have to faff around with, making sure you select this entire row of things every time, you know, because especially if you're going to go back and put in intro music or if outro. You make,
2: if you make one thing, then all the others won't move unless exactly, they're joined.
0: Unless they're selected. Yeah. So you either have to drop and drag selecting them all, which is super fiddly, or you can just join them all back, make them one big bubble and then it's much more movable. So, mm. um, but before I do that, I always save the first version because I just live in fear that I will ruin things, basically. So we were going to talk about wish lists for GarageBand, like what we wish it would do. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. I think I've already complained lots about the movement. Um, But the other thing is, in the Audacity episode, Padek was talking about tagging. Like she was saying you could select a moment and leave like a note there, which I would really like if that existed. So I mean, in my head, that looked like, instead of the way that I tend to write down, like, in a minute 45, I need to – this is where I want the music to end or whatever, like, I just jot stuff down Mm -hmm. um, so I can come back to it later. But instead, you could just tag music endpoint. It would be good
2: for beta listening as well. Like, I mean, if somebody else is beta listening.
0: Oh, it's kind of like track changes, right?
2: Yeah. You could – like in Google Docs when you're editing someone else's work, like, you leave different colored notes or something.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think that would be really nice because, Mm. I mean, as it is, and I don't really have a solution to this either. When I I tend to listen to my podvics on the tube or something, and then I write down all the minutes that something needs Mm. to be looked at. There was a bump or a line was wrong or whatever. And then I go back to the program and edit it. But as you edit, you lose time. So Mm. your, your editing notes are no longer, I mean, usually it's a couple minutes, so you can find it, but your editing notes become obsolete as soon as you start the process, which is kind of funny. Um, And there's, you know, the only way around it is to just listen to the other, you know, compare and contrast the versions. But um, if there was some way, what I would do is I would tag all of those numbers. I would just go in straight away and tag one minute, 10 minutes and two seconds, 13 minutes and what, you know, whatever, just like with like the letter A or something. And then I could go back and, it, and I wouldn't even have to look at my list. I could just go back and check each point and untag it when it was done. I think that yeah. would be really nice. Um, what about you? Is there anything that you wish it would do for you or that Apple would do for you?
2: I, I, look, going back to what I said before, I wish they had better sound effects, better filters. Like if, if yeah. I want to make it sound like I'm on the phone or, I'm, you know, just, just basic stuff. That that as a pod figure, yeah. Would, and yeah, if it was easier for me to do sound effects, I would do more sound effects rather than spending an hour listening to you
0: know free sound sites to find the perfect you know yeah. ringtone whatever. Definitely. I mean, I think this depends on the person, but certainly for us. If it's available, like readily available and fairly easy to use, we're much more likely to do it oh, than if it's honest. gonna be a whole whole thing. Yeah.
2: I mean the last pod pick I did, I made a I made a decision to do lots of sound effects. Yeah. And it took ages to find them. Yeah. Ages. <laughs> so I only do it rarely, like every couple of years. I'll forget how painful it was and decide to do it again. <laughs>
0: You know, overall, it's a great program. It's, I think, very good for newbies. Like, it's very yeah. user friendly. It's very visual based, which is helpful. Um, you can do a lot with, you know, just the fact that the way that you ma- you can manipulate and move the tracks around, I think, is is very useful for Podfic and for Multi Voice in particular. Yes.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, but it is a program that is mainly built for people who are making music which is why the tracks are such a thing because obviously if you're layering a song you're going to be layering instruments and all that kind of stuff and a vocal and everything of course too so that's what they've built it for but for our purposes it's great (laughs) that's
2: that's what fandom's all about taking something that wasn't built for us and shaping it to make it work for us
0: exactly yeah (laughs) Um, so I talked to Hannah Nobira about her experiences with GarageBand and also a little bit about the newer version, which Dodie and I hadn't used. And here's what she had to say. We've got Hannah Nobira talking to us about her preferences for GarageBand and also a little bit about the new program, since neither Dodie or I had used it
1: yet. So welcome. Hey, what's up? One of the things that got quote unquote updated when they updated GarageBand Mm -hmm. was when you open a brand new file, it's got all of these presets set up, which is great if you're a musician and you just want to like plug in your keyboard and plug in your guitar and get to work. Right. But it's set up with tracks. So there's one track for a keyboard and there's one track for vocals and one track for guitars, which is totally useless if you're (laughs) podvicking. So... After about the third time, I opened up a new file and had to delete all of that stuff and then set it up the way I wanted it for faking. I just created my own template. So I deleted all the crap that comes up when you open a new file. Right. And created like one blank track for me to record the raw audio in and then another blank track uh, for me to put the final edited audio in and then... Set up that track with the the filters I like to use i mm-hmm. I like to use the uh, female radiator uh, female radio noisy filter. Okay.
0: that seems to be the one of choice. I think most of us are using it.
1: yeah, I love it so so much. and so I created this template so it's set up exactly like I need it to be to just press record and start recording podfic mm-hmm. and then I saved that as like podfic template on my computer. And then went in to get info and removed my permission to edit the file and made it read only. Uh, So I can't overwrite it. I record. So then all I have to do is say like save as and name it the name of the, the current Podfic project I'm working on and then press record and I'm ready to go, which saves a few minutes every single time and is a lot less annoying.
0: Yeah, no, that's, that's really smart because you've basically forced a template into the situation where they didn't give you the option. That's a good workaround. So, is, you know, when you do, so on the old one, when you, when you open it up, it gives you the, op, you know, it says podcast or, or I don't even know what the other options are because I don't really pay attention to them, but it's like, it's voice and then it's guitar mm-hmm. or whatever. Is, does it just skip that altogether now?
1: Uh, you have two options. So, if you click on new track, then it does come up, I'm clicking right now. So you have an option for a software instrument or record using a microphone or record a guitar bass or a drummer, blah, 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 lots of different options. Yeah. Or most of those are useless to me. What I end up doing a lot is now that I have my template set up the way I want to, there's also an option for new track with duplicate settings.
0: Oh, right, okay.
1: Yeah, so if I have it set up the way I like for podficking, then I just do new track with duplicate settings. And the new track is is ready to go. Yeah. Uh, one thing you mentioned uh, a lot of pod figures use the female narrator noisy or female radio noisy. Mm-hmm. If you started out with the old version of GarageBand and updated from there to the new version of GarageBand, you will still have access to all of those filters. Mm-hmm. But if you've never used GarageBand before and you start with the clean version of, I guess it's GarageBand 10 that I'm on right now, it will not have those. It doesn't have any of the legacy filters. And so, yeah, they they don't have any filters set up at all. And you have to go in and you have to make your own. And like, I would love to, if you can figure out some way for me to email the files to people or I would love to be able to share these with people, but we have not figured out a way to do that yet. Okay. So we need the collective hive mind, somebody with
0: maybe slightly more computer knowledge, I guess, because that would be, you know, in the problem with these programs is they're made to be user friendly and that makes them very hard to get underneath the back of them. You know, you Mm -hmm. can't like you, you, you have to go behind to to do something like pull out a filter and, and be able to, you know, extract it from one program and put it into another. But because you're just dealing with the surface of it, that's very difficult. I i don't know that. I knew that there was some chatter about filters, but I thought they had fixed it. I didn't realize it was a situation where, you know, it was a matter of how you got the new GarageBand. And I mean, the problem is as soon as we all buy new computers, which will happen at mm-hmm. some time in the future, we're going to end up in that situation.
1: Yeah. So I wonder if there's any way you can get a friend who hasn't updated yeah. to... Like email you a copy of the old GarageBand and update from there or if you can get on eBay and get a CD of the old version or yeah. – I don't know.
0: I mean I certainly – obviously I, I'm on the old one and I'm sitting – my computer is uh, – it's about four years old this summer I guess. So it came with the old one and I just – I mean I never upgraded. I didn't even – I heard kind of some chatter and I mostly ignored it. I My main reason for not upgrading was because it cost money and I was like, well, this one works. Why would I pay more? you know, but mm-hmm. in retrospect, I guess that worked out well. But I th- I think, I mean, obviously, we can save this, you know, if I got rid of this computer, I could save this off the application folder, but I just don't know if mm-hmm. it would be as easy as that. I mean, you'd almost have to delete gar- The problem would be if you then wanted to go from this one to that one, would you need to delete GarageBand off the new computer, and then pay money to upgrade when you already had a version of the new, you know, etc. Mm-hmm. So the other possibility is, looking at female narrator, noisy, looking at what, where it's sitting on all the, you know, the noise gate and all those kind of things, where the tabs are and trying to replicate it, I suppose.
1: Yeah. And I wish I knew how to do all that EQ stuff and I do not have the faintest clue, but yeah. if somebody could figure that out, that would be I know good. people would
0: appreciate it. So wh- what else, what else have they messed around with? Is there anything, is that, that's the most significant thing?
1: Yeah, uh, just the thing that really annoys me and that's most noticeable is when you first up it, open up a new file, it's set up for recording music and you have right. to undo all of that. I just think uh, they think of it as a music program.
0: Like I think, you know, mm-hmm. podcasting is very secondary, never mind, you know, Podfic or something. But I think they just – they think of it, you know, all those layers and tracks and everything. They're thinking about instruments. Mm-hmm. They're not thinking about voice work at all, which is yeah. strange because it's a big – it's not just – you know, there's there's a, a a big home studio recording situation out there beyond music. You know, there's a lot of people mm-hmm. doing voiceovers and
1: things. Yeah, the metronome is now turned on by default. And I, oh. I didn't realize that until I'd recorded like 15 minutes of my first podcast. And then there's a metronome going in the background. That's it's really bizarre. super annoying. Another thing that really, really annoys me is there's the slider that lets you set the the size mm-hmm. so you can zoom in time-wise oh, yeah. or zoom out and then there's the slider that lets you set the end of the track so if you have yeah. like three minutes of extra space at the end you, you it slide down. it down yeah. to cut it out those two now overlap and what? so it is really hard to move to the end that the end of the track the end of the audio without accidentally hitting the slider and just resizing things that drives me nuts
0: that's so weird. So that's just a design flaw. Anything
1: else new GarageBand-wise? or It's been, I don't know, like a year since I've upgraded. That's all I remember is the two things that really annoy me. Other than that, it seems to work exactly like the original GarageBand. I don't remember that much changing.
0: Yeah. So you're pretty happy with it. You're not like, this program is now unusable or something like that.
1: No, I, I just had to remake my basic starting template and be careful when I'm trying to resize or like change the ending of the track yeah do you have any particular things that that you love about GarageBand or why
0: you did you ever use Audacity I don't even
1: I have Audacity on my computer and I've tried it I I just really don't understand it so I'll record something and think well I want to cut out the first two seconds and move it up to cover that two seconds but I can't like click and drag or Mm -hmm. (laughs) just like select and press delete to delete what I want to I I really don't understand how to work with audacity it's never made sense to me it's so interesting there must be just I think this actually must be a way your mind
0: thinks kind of thing um because that all the things that I said about GarageBand which is kind of what you're saying you know like it visually it made sense to me you can just like look at a segment and chop it and move it and that segment is the piece of word that, you know, like it's, it's very, I think it's very visually, uh, logical. Whereas Paduka said the exact same thing about audacity. She was like, well, you just open it and it makes sense. And I was like, that is not true. I open it and it looks crazy to me. (laughs)
1: So. Yeah. And every time you pause because there's like a dog barking outside and yes. you come back new track. and press record again, it creates a new track <laughs> that like overlaps with the old track. And you're yep. like, but no, I don't want it there. I want it at the end of the old track, but I can't like click and drag and put it there. And I, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. So I, I never understood audacity. That's so funny.
0: So is there anything, what's your favorite thing about GarageBand or, or something you want to share with the listeners that is a good tip?
1: Yeah. I just, I do love the, the legacy filters mm-hmm. if you can get them. The female radio noisy is yeah. perfect. I do that and then I run it through Auphonic or usually I run the raw audio through Auphonic okay. and then edit it and then put on the female noisy radio noisy filter. And like, that's it. I don't have to do anything else with EQ or unless I'm doing sound effects. It it turns out just the way I want it. I'm
0: beginning to wonder because that was part of my, I was on that Audacity episode and a lot, there was a lot of talk about noise gate and how, you know, noise removal tool and all this kind of stuff. And I think that's how Dodie and I came into this episode thinking, we don't know anything, you know, what are we Mm going to impart as knowledge? But I think part of this might just be the filters are quite good. And, you know, if it works for your voice and your environment, like you don't really have to do much. So, you know, unless you've just got some insane background noise, like my, my old flat was, was very loud. I mean, but that was such a special situation. It's not like I have a recording booth or something here. And I think, you know, we use a phonic for the, um, for the podcast, but I haven't really used it much for pod fic, but maybe, maybe it's a good shout for just getting that last extra lingering, whatever, you know, and just smoothing. It does kind of smooth everything out, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess you know between the presets and that you're kind of on your way, and I like that. I don't want to have to bother with anything else, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah. I've never managed to successfully just by screwing around with EQ make a voice that I liked. Any kind of voice yeah. effect, I usually just stick with the GarageBand presets. Yeah,
0: I mean, think you know the less time you have to worry about all those kind of things, the more time you can be recording. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, great. Thank you so much for talking to us. Oh well, thank you. Yeah. And um, I'm sure we'll, we'll have you back again sometime. That would be awesome. Bye-bye. Bye. And beyond that, if we haven't answered your question or if you want to know more, I mean, feel free to send us a talk back, obviously. But in addition, we've, we're going to link to some good tutorials online. Probably
2: L- more coherent and thorough <laughs> than the last 30 <laughs> minutes that you've listened to.
0: Oh, yes. <laughs> well, we did jump around a bit. Um, Yeah, Lunchy has done a very basic one on YouTube, which is great because it's got the visual as well. Like she shows you what's happening as she does it. And then she's done a more complicated one talking about sound quality of both GarageBand and your equipment itself. So those are great. Definitely recommended. Black Glass did a two-parter on Podpick Tips, which is a great community if you don't know it. Um, And that is also, it's got images and, and quite a bit of explanation for just getting started and then Rena Jenkins has, in the middle of a Tumblr ask, has a little bit about the new, um, the new GarageBand and just kind of getting into podfic in general. So that's quite a good, hey, I want to do podfic, what should I do post. Cool. Those are, yeah, those are good. Let us know if, right. you, if you have anything else cool about the program that, that we haven't covered. I'm sure there's tons. So, And I think we're done with GarageBand.
2: Yeah. Okay. Uh, hopefully, this becomes a bit of a thing, but we do have a talk back. Um, it is some wrecks from Caravan. Yeah. They're Avengers, so cast your mind back to the epic six hour ep of, of last month.
0: <laughs> you guys wanted more Avengers wrecks, <laughs> right? And if you've
3: listened to the
2: 600 hours of podcast that was recommended <laughs> and are looking for something new, here's what Caravan has to wreck
3: you asked for suggestions for other podfics your listeners might particularly enjoy and i had to number 1 my all-time favorite avengers podfic and the first one i ever heard with background music or interlude music is running to keep in the same place by record scratch not only does she use perfect music for her interludes but she manages to make her voice reflect the tone of the story. It's subtle yet incredible, and I wanted to throw that one out there as a recommendation. The second one that I think's worth listening to for people who are maybe new to the fandom is an AU called Geeks Will Geek. It was apparently a pod together from 2012 by Flying the Sky and Canada's superhero, and has the entire Avengers crew as the Think Geek staff. And if you've never been to the store Think Geek, just hit it in your web browser and check it out. Then you'll understand why an AU with Tony Stark developing Think Geek products is perfect. The reader does just this amazing job with the music and the tone and just the subtle differences in the voices. It's a lot of fun to listen to, even if you know nothing about the Avengers.
0: So Jen, do you have any this month and are they Avengers? They are not Avengers. I was like, <laughs> when I was thinking about what I'd listened to, because I have been listening to a lot of Stephen Bucky, you know, even after that. And I listened to a couple I mean, goodness, this could take years, but I listened to a couple of the ones Paduka wrecked as well. Um, and then I was thinking about what I was going to wreck, and I was like, anything <laughs> but Avengers. No more. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so mine are Teen Wolf. Okay, it's not a huge departure for me, but they are Styles' Danny, which something different. Yes, I do have a soft spot for Danny Styles. I like it. So, um, these are <laughs> <laughs> these are um, one series of two podfics and then one solo podfic, and both of them are all of them are fix written by Chash, and they are read by RS Crichton, um, who I love. She's great. Yeah. Um, and I would say about all of these, the reason I like them is because they are very funny fics. But it's just such a dry humor. It's just that kind of like tongue-in-cheek, and her tone is just perfect for it. Especially, so the first one is a series called Matchmaker Scott, um, which has two fix in it. And they are catch-me-no-catch, no catch, and so come over, just be patient, and don't worry. And basically, it's Scott deciding that Styles is sad, and he needs somebody of his own. And then he's like, who can I set him up with? And he starts thinking about girls. And then he's like, wait a second, I can set him up with a guy. And then he picks Danny, um, basically. Like, that's totally it. And then he sets them up, and it's successful, basically. He sets them up in this amazing, like, Scott way where he's, like, bumbling through it. And Styles is like, what's happening? And Danny is like, what's happening? But they both kind of like each other. And it's just really easy. Like, it just happens, you know. And Scott's yeah. like, done. <laughs> and this, it. Yeah, it's beautiful. And the Scott inner voice in the first, so the first one is the matchmaking and them ending in a date, and the second one is like the day after, and Danny being like, obviously this is when Styles has his gay freak out, and Styles being like, I'm naked in bed. Why are you not here too? Basically, what a slut did
2: he put out on the first date?
0: Some, yeah, somewhat. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, they're friends already. Whatever. <laughs> Don't slit shame Styles. How dare you? Um, yeah. So, but but Scott's like inner monologue in the first one is just beautiful. It's so funny. Like, yeah, my favorite Scott in Fig is where he's the comic relief. Yeah, like because he's just kind of like Styles is like ranting, and then he's just like thinking about him and Allison. And he's like, you know, we're probably gonna get back together. I mean, we haven't yet, but she's not dating anyone, so you know. <laughs> It's fine. Like, we're sort of together. Like, it's just, I don't know. And she just does it great. I love it. Yeah, so the best part of it is her tone is really kind of relaxed and slow and languorous and just like, I don't know, it just really fits, fits the, the humor of it. And I, and I find it like a really relaxing but also hilarious, you know, so works for me. And the second one is similar. It's called Four Times Danny and Styles Hooked Up and One Time They Didn't. And it's basically just a like they hook up a couple times and neither one of them knows what's happening. Like style <laughs> Styles like does something for Danny and then Danny's like, oh, is this the thing that's happening? So he does something back and then he's like, now we're even. But then that is like the wrong thing to say and you know. Um, but anyway, <laughs> they get it together. It's very short. It's like, I mean, I think the fic is like a thousand words or something. So the pot fic right. is is obviously super short. Um, but I just I just liked it. It's it's a really nice, just quick like make you laugh, happy like yeah. both. Those are all like happy baking. And I think that's what Danny Styles is for me. So, yeah. Yeah. So what have you got?
2: Uh, I'm still on my X man hater kick last month. (laughs) Or last month I was on the episode anyway. It's a solid kick to Um, be on. So my first one is like a tiny, tiny bite-sized one, which is no board helmet. I didn't see you playing with your dolls again. Which was written by Arkan Mentha and read by X Man Hater. And it's basically so, do you remember that episode of I'm pretty sure it was Angel, where Spike is like standing on a roof of a building and kind of Angel and somebody's talking down the ground. He's doing his own little, you know, yeah,
0: yeah, I totally do words for what they're
2: saying. So basically, it's narrating them. Yeah, he's narrating, and it was hilarious. So this is basically Dean kind of. I think he's got a salt and pepper shaker. He's got something. He's in a diner and he's doing a little play with him and Castiel as the <laughs> as the condiments, and it's just hilarious. It's just a funny, cute little Dean being a loser, perfect and Dean Castiel, obviously. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Some people are good at comedy, and I think X man Hater is is good at that. <laughs> Okay, so the second one is also X-Man Hater. It was written, uh, sorry, Swords into Plowshares, written by a mm-hmm. Again, it's Castiel Dean Winchester. Um, I, released, I can remember I was listening to this walking home from work um, and I said it in my comment to X-Man Hater as well. Like I was so into this that this huge truck drove past and I was like ready to like road rage at this <laughs> truck because it drowned out some of the dialogue I was yeah it's it's hot but in a really unexpected way I guess like there's no it's not kink or um, like super graphic or anything it's just it's just hot feelings
0: Mm -hmm. hot feeling sex yeah i I mean that's good i like i like that (laughs) i much prefer that actually to pwp i guess i mean not that that's not also with plot plot but you know what i mean like i i like it when there's something behind it that i can connect to yeah
2: yeah so it's man hater not only good at comedy
0: good at the sex like (laughs) Fuck you, man. <laughs> so you are a fan. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Did you fangirl at her when you guys had your interview?
2: Yeah,
0: I squeed a little bit.
2: <laughs> so that's my two recs. Um, next month I promise to do a different fandom and a different reader. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, well, you know, you like what you like.
2: <laughs> well, that was our episode on Garage Band. Um, join us next month when we talk about posting tips. Mm-hmm. Hope you had a good time with this.
0: That's bye from me and bye from me. See you next time. Bye. bye. See you bye.